Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners is for our clients and those wanting to learn more about what's really going on within the markets and economy, as well as overall financial planning topics. Hi folks, Eric Susi here. Uh, today is Friday, December 17th, 2021. It's our last episode, and number 18, episode 18 of 2021. So welcome to Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners. Uh, like I said, I'm Eric. My partner, Andy Smith, unfortunately, could not make it today. So he gives his wishes. Something came up, so he had to bug out. And uh, But he says hello to all of you. Uh, so with that, there's a lot to cover today. And it's going to be unique because I don't have my partner to bounce things off of. So uh, it'll be a little technical, a lot of charts and visuals, but we'll get right into it because uh, we do have a lot. So um, today, if you recall back in episode 15, it was quadruple witching day. Can you see the word? <laughs> quadruple. So, um, so quad witching day is today. And so again, what that means, there's four basically sets of uh, financial instruments that are going to be expiring the same day, pretty much the last hour of trading. So from three to four o'clock, like I mentioned before. So just as a recap, the four assets that do expire today are the stock options, single stock futures, uh, stock index futures, and then the stock index options. So those four, particularly all four will be expiring uh, today. And again, it happens um, four times a year on the third Friday of um, of the quarter. So in the March, June, September, and now it's December. So I just wanted to point that out. You'll see elevated volatility today. And, um, you know, that's just a little food fact for that. <laughs> so with that, let's bump right into the COVID tracker, as you can see. Um, it's uh, still, you know, it's going to be around, it looks like, a little, a few more, more months, especially heading into winter time. But uh, interesting, you can see the uh, reported tests for the flu. Um, you know, so that's uh, the tests are there, but the reported cases are nowhere to be seen. So just, uh, uh, you know, interesting how they... Uh, cases have vanished and it's everything's labeled COVID for, you know, for whatever reason. So that's that you can see uh, on the COVID tracker. Moving on, as you can see to the um, recovery tracker uh, that First Trust puts out, uh, they do a great job. And just a few things I do want to point out. Uh, one uh, is going to be the ASA staffing index. So the staffing index is really the part-time uh, folks. So with the job openings, over 11 million jobs that are available. And with the quit rate, people quitting their jobs is the highest and since they've been tracking it. So people are quitting going to other positions, but they're not really necessarily drawing in new people into the workforce. So they're going to the staffer, you know, the uh, professional agencies to, to fill jobs. So you can see here in the ASA staffing index, it spiked up nicely here, um, and um, particularly since August, September onward. Uh, it did turn down just recently here in November. Uh, but that's the holiday you know, season per se. Uh, but it is interesting. It is elevated over 2019 and 2020. Um, and then the box office, you know, movies, some uh, Spider-Man's coming out. Uh, Nathan's excited, my producer here, to, to get, get check it out. So uh, uh, it's all good. But uh, yeah, you can see um, uh, the box office uh, receipts have bounced around all year long. But, uh, you know, uh, better than 2020, obviously, not quite as high as 2019. Uh, but we'll see if um, that continues the trajectory and bouncing up over the holidays. Um, so just a few things, you know, it's still ebb and flow. Certain months are good. Other months, you know, with the, uh, the new variation that has come out, uh, Omicron, you know, what have you 
the COVID. So you're going to have uh, ebb and flows throughout. So uh, hopefully we'll be stop talking about this at some point in time. But uh, for now, uh, that's where we're at. Okay, folks, let's get into some important relevant topics of uh, this past week or so. So first, uh, a lot of information from FedPAL has spoken. Uh, November CPI numbers were released, also the PPI numbers. So November CPI, Consumer Price Index numbers came out. And um, again, this is from First Trust, one of our uh, resources that we use, strategic partners. Uh, year over year, uh, 6.8%. So 6.8% year over year, November to November. Uh, so obviously that's that's the highest in, in decades there, so going back, I think, since the early 80s. Um, so um, just keep that in mind. Uh, yes, we're feeling it at the grocery store and amongst other places, gas pump, et cetera. November PPI is called the Producer Price Index PPI for businesses, organizations, input costs, things of that nature. That is up um, final demand a 9.6% year over year. So again, um, you know, it's, it's costing input costs for companies, whether it's resins, oil, plastics, you name it. Um, it's, uh, things are, are higher. Processed goods are up 26%, 26.5 year over year. Uh, unprocessed goods are up 52.5%. Services are up 8.1%. Goods are up 14.9%. So just, you know, but overall, the final demand number when you blend it out is 9.6%. Um, again, it's you know, <laughs> the money supply, the M2, which is a money supply, is now um, 39% above the pre-COVID levels. So over the last two years, it's 39, 39% higher. That just means there's a lot of money in the system. So that's what led one of the factors that has led to a higher overall inflation. So, uh, you know, interesting how uh, Powell then comes out and, and speaks this week about, uh, yes, okay, he admits, um, you know, the transitory that he was stating all year long that we have not on all of our podcasts all year long since January, that is not transitory. Um, so, uh, you know, he's now given up, thrown in the, uh, the flag, the white flag, that he's going to drop the word transitory. Well, it's a little too late because actually this is the peak. So November, December are the peak months for the uh, inflation. So uh, a lot of the inflationary parts will be rolling over, not going straight down, but they're going to be ebb and flow. So certain parts will still be around for inflationary. Um, you know, we still have the, the, the uh, shipments out there out in California and amongst others. So that has decreased, uh, but then you have more parked out uh, abroad in the ocean, still waiting to, to come in. So, you know, give that another six months uh, for that to fully uh, roll through um, and, and take effect. So again, um, inflation, we believe, and this is also coming from not just First Trust, but but Hedgeye or other, and Argus, other ones that we use as far as our strategic partners. So uh, it is what it is uh, for now, but um, we hope that things will be rolling over. And uh, with that, um, you know, Social Security on this chart, which you'll see as well, Social Security, the COLA. As a reminder, I know Andy and I mentioned this to you earlier, uh, the COLA that's going to be effective in January here in just a couple of weeks for your benefits is going to be increased 5.9%. So that's a 5.9% increase. Again, that's all pretty much tied to a consumer price index or inflation. So, um, uh, that is the highest, actually, since uh, 1983, <laughs> going all the way back to 1983 when the COLA back then was 74 
So having a, a visual graph, uh, I think you'll find that interesting. So um, 1983 was 7.4. Uh, next highest is 2022 COLA, which is 5.9. And then the next highest after that is 5.8, uh, which is back in 2009, uh, financial crisis, et cetera. Uh, one last thing here in regards to the uh, Fed, uh, POW, um, and just overall federal dot plots and what the Federal Reserve and the uh, what they want to do. You can see on this slide here, they still want to target a 2.5% long run, meaning over the next couple of years, 2022, 3, and 4, to, um, you know, they want to raise rates. Uh, before he spoke this past week, um, it was more like a 1, maybe 2. Uh, now the markets think it's going to be 3 uh, federal uh, interest rate increases. Um We'll see about that. Um, so it's going to be challenging. So multiple, you know, LPL, Dayhagen, uh, uh, First Trust, Brian Westbury, and then um, uh, Hedgeye, um, multiple things uh, people are saying. It could be one, it could be three, or uh, maybe two. So no one really knows, but um, three is going to be a stretch. And even Andy and I, I don't believe it will be three. Um, because the economy, markets, inflation, GDP will be slowing. Um, so what the Federal Reserve, in regards to the tapering, so the tapering, they're going to increase that, uh, double it from $15 billion less per month to $30 billion less per month. So that brings up the forwardness of getting out of the bond buying business and by the end of March. So by the end of March 2022, the $120 billion a month the Fed has been spending to artificially keep rates low, stock market propped up. The training wheels are finally coming off. So this is what we, Andy and I, have been waiting for. Um, so for folks who, we use asset allocations, diversified modern portfolio theory, means you're diversified across multiple asset classes, 15 or so at least. So with that being said, um, you know, a traditional diversified uh, balanced asset class has not performed as well in a artificially propped up economy. So by the Fed, so you know, alpha should return, and we're looking forward to a, a better 2022 as far as uh, performance-wise things of that nature. And again, what will help is the Fed getting out of the way, stop supplying money, <laughs> um, the build back better. That looks like it's dead for now. That's great. So no two slash four trillion will be added. Uh, so that's good. Um, There's just too much, you know, like I mentioned earlier, 39% more M2 money supply in the system. So as you see the federal target right there, and these are the Fed dot plots, um, all the board members meeting, you can see 2022, uh, you can see the blue dots there. Each one represents a voting. Uh, so at least, you know, a quarter point, uh, you know, possibly up to three rate increases. We'll see about that. So we're taking the under <laughs> officially at this point in the, in the game. So um, with that, let's transition on, uh, I guess, into uh, a few other charts. Commodities, you can see here, commodities, the lumber jumps out at me right away. And you can see this spiked up this year, uh, came back down the last few months over summer, and then spiked up just again recently here uh, in, uh, in you know, the past two months for lumber in particular. Copper sort of level, corn has increased it's around 590 uh, a bushel right now. Oil has come down somewhat in the $70 range um, from the 80s. So again, commodities, um, we had that play on. Um, and then, um, you know, like I said, things will be 
still going higher. Other things will be going lower. Uh, wage growth, another part you know that led to inflation is wage growth. So you have a 5.9% wage growth increase. So again, when employers have to pay more, they can't take that back. So that wage increase, that cost, that input to that business is then ultimately passed on to the consumer. So we're feeling it all across the board. So wage growth is another one. Uh, labor force participation rate, just another little quick blimp. So it's 61.8. Um, so, uh, okay, uh, you know, we want to see that higher. That's the best, most efficient way to get out, uh, to shrink up that 11 million job openings uh, to get those people back to work. So the peak, as you can see, is 67.3. Uh, the average is 62.9, and we're at 61.8. So progress, but slow progress, since you know, it's going to take longer uh, to get get things going there. Talked about um, GDP uh, quarterly. So GDP um, estimates uh, from the NowCast and Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta came out this couple of days ago. 7.2 is fourth quarter GDP estimates. Um, so that's all over the place, anywhere from 5 to 7% what we've been seeing. So um, we hope it bounces back and stays elevated. You know, I think that's a little robust, but we'll see. Um, that's just a Initial look there, uh, you know, the latest look, I should say, is a 7.2. Interest rates, uh, you know, we've seen this before, uh, folks. So you can see the 10-year uh, and the two-year. The two-year has spiked up dramatically, and it front runs an increasing uh, Fed, increasing interest rates. So you can see that in the short end of the yield curve, that's the two-year, has spiked up. So it used to be you know, 0.22, 0.25, now it's 0.69. So um, that's a December 15th. And then the 10-year, you know, it was or earlier, 175 came back down, uh, 130 range, then went back up and down. So it's 1.47 was the last uh, data print. So the yield curve, um, it's going to be interesting. So the bonds, folks, really haven't seen much. Um, uh, it's going to be a challenging year for bonds, definitely in the 2022, as the bonds rotate, uh, as rates do rise, as anticipated by the Fed. So... That's to be expected. Market pullbacks, just as um, volatility is there. So you can see the VIX volatility index. Again, the, this is what the traders think the uh, volatility is spike in the market for the next 30 days, maybe. And uh, the latest print, December 15th, is 19.3. I, I saw it over 20 today. So it's over a little over 20. The average is 18.1. So you're going to have the ebb and flows with spikes. And next year, you will see more of that. So... And I'll, uh, with this last uh, chart here, stock market pullbacks at 5%. So officially, we only had one 5% pullback this year that registered. So it's based on closing prices. So um, S&P had one 5% pullback this year thus far. And um, again, the average is 4.6 times per year. The S&P 500 has at least a 5% pullback. So Next year, um, Andy and I were talking, we expect more above uh, the 4.6. So five or so times, maybe even six, um, we may see as far as more volatility. So, um, and we haven't had a 10% uh, correction. So we haven't had a 10% correction in quite some time. So uh, that leads us into more of a forecast. What do we see for next year? Uh, there's a lot out there. And a lot of folks have provided uh, guidance from all of our strategic partners. Um, you know, just... First Trust, Brian Westbury. So uh, a lot of things are out there. He's anticipating, um, you know, the S&P to be 5,250, uh, 5,250 for the S&P uh, by the end of 2022. So it's 10, 11 percent, 
uh, you know, increase. Um, so you'll, we have other firms, LPL, uh, is more uh, at the uh, 5,000 um, range. So 5,000 to 5,100 range is what LPL is stating by the end of 22, uh, 2022. Um, so again, uh, they're all over the place. <laughs> uh, GDP um, this year came in upper fives or will come in, you know, in the upper five range next year. A lot of different people, LPLs in the four to 4.5% range for GDP growth. So slowing GDP still elevated, meaning still higher than normal, which is great. Um, going back to Westbury at First Trust, they're saying uh, they the Fed anticipates a GDP of 4%. Uh, he thinks it'll come in a little bit slower than that. So less than 4%. Um, uh, and the uh, hedge eye, uh, they're in that uh, around the four percent camp rate as well in that range. So there's a, you know, a lot of different uh, various things. And one article here: Wall Street strategic forecasts for 2022 differ by the second most in a decade. This is from Wall Street article back on 12:9. So I just brought this article out because folks are just throwing a dart in the wall, quite frankly. Uh, from all the different strategic partners that we use, Argus included, um, as far as it's all over the place. So as things firm up, uh, it's, these people still anticipate a good solid year for 2022. Just everything will be slowing, uh, no recession at this point, but uh, we're going to have, it will feel like <laughs> with the volatility that we anticipate coming. Um, so uh, that's just a little bit of, uh, of what sort of to expect. Uh, in, into uh, next year as well. So I uh, sort of will end on um, tips of the month. We have a couple things. Number one, um, the gifting. Uh, gift gifting, typically when folks do that, you can do $15,000 per person per year. Okay, so if it's you and your spouse, that's uh, $30,000 for 2021 um, you know, uh, total combined. So if you have a child and you want to gift 15 from the husband, 15 from the spouse, so that's 30,000 you can gift. Uh, Non-taxable event for you and your, the recipient. Um, the next year, it's going to go to 16,000. So they did raise that. So for 2022, $16,000 is the new bullseye, the new nut for gift giving. Keep that in mind. Um, Tax credit. I remember when this started here in the summer, and Andy and I were talking about, hey, they're just trying to get you hooked on it. Well, they tried, but uh, luckily, uh, the Build Back Better, uh, which wanted to extend this uh, uh, to make it permanent into 2022, um, it, is, it, it didn't pass. It didn't go through. So uh, that's good. So officially, the tax credit has ended on 1215. That's this past Wednesday, and 1215 was the last tax credit. So remember, it was half. They front run it at half. They want to get used to that monthly deposit. So that's going to stop. So just plan accordingly for taxes. Um, and then also a third uh, tip of the month I want to point out. So um, 67 all-time highs uh, have occurred in, 20, in the S&P in 2021. 67 all-time highs thus far. It is the second most ever in the history of the stock market for the S&P. So I wanted to point that out. And uh, 77 uh, is the most ever in a year. And it came back in 1995. So 1995 was the most ever all-time highs. That was 77. And this is the second most currently held at 67 closing all-time highs for the S&P. So um, 
that came from LPL. Uh, but that's some uh, few stats I want to just throw out there, a couple tips of the month. So again, it's been an interesting year for sure. <laughs> we wish you all a blessed Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, uh, Happy Hanukkah, uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Be safe, healthy. We appreciate you, value you, and uh, we'll see you in January. You take care. On behalf of Andy, Stacy, Russ, and myself, stay well. Merry Christmas. You can reach this episode on our website at mytruenorthwp.com, by other podcast venue sites, or by calling us at 614-929-2715. Also, feel free to share this episode with friends and family and sign up for our weekly email market updates via our website. Special thanks to our producer, Nathan, as we will be producing these episodes on a monthly basis. Investment advice offered through Stratus Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor, DBA True North Wealth Partners. Investing involves substantial risk. True North Wealth Partners and Stratus Wealth do not make any guarantee or other promise as to any results that may be obtained from this. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. The economic forecasts set forth in this material may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. No reader should make any investment decision without first consulting his or her own personal financial advisor and conducting his or her own research and due diligence.